recorded live in Golden Ox Studios. Welcome to another episode of Friday Late Show. This is a podcast about bombing because everyone does it. This episode is brought to you in part by DelightCafe.com. Calm and balance. Hemp CBD dietary supplement has all the natural properties without the high of feeling of THC. I use it all the time, so I'm so calm. And as you see me early without my CBD supplement, I put it in my coffee on some mornings. I've even mixed it with ketchup and ate fries with it. Uh, great feeling without the high of marijuana or THC. Go to delightcafe.com and also save 10% by entering the promo code BRUTON. B-R-U-T-O-N. My last name is the promo code. B-R-U-T-O-N for 10% off at delightcafe.com. Also, I'd like to give a big shout out to silentfortuneapparel.com. It's a new streetwear brand I've been rocking. Uh, They have sweatshirts and hoodies I wear a lot. And they have t-shirts available on the website, silentfortuneapparel.com. The brand is dope as hell. Uh, It stands for Silent Hustle and Quiet Grind. That's Silent Fortune. Uh, Also follow them on Instagram, Silent Fortune Mafia. And SilentFortuneApparel.com gave me a promo code. It's Bruton. It's B-R-U-T-O-N. Enter that for 10% off on your purchase. Let you check out. Uh, Rock that new sweatshirt. Even tag me in it if you want. Or also tag Silent Fortune Mafia on Instagram. Um, You know, check them out. And now enjoy the show. On this episode of Friday Late Show, uh, this is probably one of my closest rivals, but not like in a bad way. Uh, Brian BTD Tidwell is one of my favorite guys, man. This motherfucker turns around jokes so quickly. It's it's hard to go after him. Um, we had a show recently in December, actually, before the world ended. And uh, it was good to catch up with him during all this time. And we have we came up in the scene together, so we know a lot of the same people. And we've been in the same on the same shows for a lot of the historic bombs that we always laugh about. Uh, it was fun to talk to him during that time, too. Good to get with an old friend during this crazy time. So, you know, enjoy the conversation. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Uh, welcome to another episode of Friday Late Show. I'm your host, John Bruton. And this evening, I'm with a very special friend. Uh, nothing, no homo. Uh, Brian Tidwell, aka B Titty. What up, bro? What's up? What's up, um, y'all? Thanks for having me. We posted this shit a while ago, but uh, we were supposed to do the podcast. <laughs> Cavs tickets came upon, came upon us like, man, it's better to go to this Cavs game. Yeah, this. we had some floor seats. It was more fun. Close now. to it. Close enough. See the, uh, we can see players sweating, sit on the bench. <laughs> yeah. John, yeah. like you want to go to this game or you or, or you want to do this podcast? <laughs> I mean, you was free. I'm like, man, look, uh, so <laughs> I'd rather go to this game because we sitting so close. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, shit, fuck. Let's go there. We cuss on here. Oh man, it's a podcast. This ain't radio. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hell the fuck yeah. Now nah, um this shit's Damn. only what's up? 
No, nah, so I'm, I'm 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 sitting by my window and I just see this uh this chick who I don't know, never seen that live here walking to the door. <laughs> like, damn! I, I sit by the window more often. I was about to say, man, shit. Nowadays with us quarantine and this shit is is exhausting. <laughs> we do nothing. We stuck in the house like crazy. That's why yeah. I miss I miss comedy the most. That's why I love this podcast though, because I love to talk about like it's feel like the old days, damn. Yeah. But like I'm thinking like I know uh, I talked about one bomb that you was at when um a very short comedian we know had did a double tap. Oh double top of the tap. classic. Where was we we was uh Earth Nightclub. Earth, Earth Nightclub. Nightclub, man. That was like what? We couldn't have been doing it more. I couldn't have been doing it more than what two, three years at that time. Yeah, it was early. It was it was early, yeah. And um it was just like I think in the beginning, man, when we first started off, you just wanted to perform and like you learned really quick, like every venue don't need comedy and every yeah. event don't need comedy. But you gotta do it because you, you don't know. Because do you don't know. Cause every cause you naive, you think every show P Diddy gonna be at, you're gonna get signed, every show you do, so you'll turn out nothing. And we just did it in this nightclub and they didn't even set it up for comedy. It was just crazy, man. But people still rocked out. But this one particular comic, man, he had the, uh, he went up there, he bombed, uh, uh, he did one of my jokes. Uh, <laughs> he did that too. The same. We talking about the same That's dude, or? Same, yeah, oh, same I know y'all did that. I know all that happened. Yeah, that happened. He did one of my jokes. Uh, it did. Um, damn, I can't remember who said it. It was either you or. Uh, was it you or Ryan? One of y'all said, like, when he walked back here, don't nobody say nothing. Oh, that, I don't know. That's what you don't Niggas was mean as fuck. I don't know who said what. It might have been Rob, though, but I don't know. Because it, it was it was all of us back. It was all of us back there. It was like, what, 10 of us back there or something like that? It was a lot. Because it was, uh, I forget who was all on that show, but it was too many motherfuckers on that show. Yeah, it was a rap show. It was like rapid, rappers too, but, but, but like the comedies went. The comedians went at one time, so it was like left. So imagine like we all behind the curtain, and like the curtain is like literally access to the stage. So you can hear the set, uh, you could peek through the curtain, you can see him on stage or whatever like that. So after every comic get off stage, we dap each other up. Oh, good job, bro. Oh, that was funny. That was funny. So this one comic, he bobs. So we like, hey, when he come back here, don't nobody say nothing. <laughs> So he, he get off stage looking for that confirmation. He come behind the corner. Nobody said that. Everybody in their phones just looking. Nobody said good shit. You know, nothing like that. So he just like did a double take. He looked and he walked out and he did the saddest double tap on their uh, door entryway. Yeah, the top of the door. <laughs> and he, was like, he was like a high five to somebody. And he came to the top of the door. I'm like, man, this is... Hilarious! Like it was and in that that moment, everybody saw him. But he walked out the room, <laughs> bro. And we 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 uh we did that. We did that pretty much the whole night to where like after um like bad sets, that was our thing. Like how he do or how that person do? You just tap. You just tap the wall like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that I've was that was funny. I only had a few of those where it was that bad. Like uh, I did a Terry Macklin Center back when Kenny Adams was doing that joint. Where yeah. is that? It was in Solon. Solon. And it was old people, man, old niggas, man. I'm talking about like spiritual, like Negro spiritual singing motherfuckers. And this is my, I'm like six months in, 
And I went to the show before to watch, but I never did it. Uh, Mike Bender and uh, Keith. It was two different. It was two dudes on BET before. I've seen mm-hmm. improv later, but they both was on the show. It was April 1st. And I've been doing it since November. So I'm feeling like I'm ready. You know, I've been right. doing I did a couple open mics on the west side. I've been doing my thing, thinking I got time. Nigga, I did two minutes. And then a old, old people, a dude with his cane and hung it behind his chair to make sure he was loose enough to give me the fucking uh, Apollo <laughs> point with the boot. I'm like, damn, nigga, I should quit. I went back to my cousin's table because we always a family event. We always yeah. too fucking happy. Nigga, my mama brought coworkers. My mama had coworkers at this bomb, nigga. 700 people, 700 people from the neighborhood. Like, it's Warrensville, the whole southern, like, southern suburb area of Cleveland. This is all the people that grew up together because Kenny from here. Nigga, I bombed in front of girls I had crushes on from grade school. Nigga, it was the worst. To the point I went back to my uncle's table where my uncle was sitting. And uh, what a dub. But I sat down. He's like, man, you ain't got to sit if you don't want to. They ain't got to be with us. I'm like, and I'm like, I'm already hurt. I'm thinking I'm going to get some kind of consoling from this man. He's like, man, you ain't got to even sit here, man. They don't got to know you with us, man. You yeah, good? Don't hang it up out of here. Yeah, I'm like, damn, nigga. I was, I was sitting by the bathroom by the water fountain and shit. Kids walking by. It's like, like they, excuse me, can you throw my ball back? I'm like, nigga, why are you playing so much? I'm getting mad at everybody. Man, yeah. I think the, uh, the first bomb I can remember I had, it was probably, like you said, maybe like six, seven months in. And, um, I was replaced. I got replaced for a show that Rob was on with. Um, he was on the show with Willie Webb and Ryan the Damn Fool. Mm. And the lady knew Ryan. So she knew Ryan. So uh, Willie, huh? Summer Jam? No, not that okay. one. Okay, I'm about to say Summer Jam. We did bad. Summer Jam, we didn't do comedy. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, Summer Jam, all three of us was on stage. Yeah. Uh, right. So this was this was a fashion show. All right. This was a fashion show in Canton. So um I think Willie referred me because Ryan couldn't do it. So the lady, uh, she's like, okay, cool, he's taking Ryan's spot. All right, but she had Ryan closing the show, doing like 25 minutes or whatever, like that. At this time, or still to this day, Rob had been doing huh? Who was doing 25 minutes in there? Ryan was supposed to close the show. Ryan. Ryan the, the damn fool. She knew him at the time. That nigga so had 25 minutes. Right. So she was having him close. <laughs> I ain't shit talking to young boy, but nah, man. Yeah. She had. She was having him close the show, right? Rob was uh, the feature, and Willie was supposed to host, but Willie wasn't there. Rob was there, and I replaced Ryan. So we thinking at this time, because I only had been doing it six months. Rob is legit like a year and six months. Uh, been doing it, so he's been doing it longer. But at this time, I'm feeling myself. I'm like, man, I got this, man. You know, I've been, I've been killing these open mics, man. You know, whatever like that. So I go, and when I say this might be in the oldest fashion show I've ever been to, and at this time, but this is why people, when I be like, when they be saying like, oh yeah, I can do this, I can do this. At this time, I had a lot of jokes, but my content wasn't for that type of audience. Like at that time, I'm talking about Twitter. I'm talking about Facebook. I'm not talking about nothing with substance. No, no experiences, just quick, like one lot of jokes and stuff like that, man. When I say I go up there, 
And she, I was supposed to do 20 minutes. And when I say every joke was like, when you bombing, it feel like forever that you up there bombing. Mm-hmm. But the jokes go so quick. <laughs> so, so it feel like forever that you on stage, but it feel like your material is just like two seconds. Mm-hmm. So you said a joke, you ain't getting no laugh. You're like, damn, that's not that not the laugh. Normally give me 15 seconds to think about the next one. You like, yeah, so da-da-da-da. So I had this joke. It, it was just you almost like, want to tap the mic and be like, can y'all hear me back there? <laughs> can y'all hear me? I had this one joke where I was like, uh, and at this, this is when like you bomb and you like, I got to throw this whole set away. Cause I watched Rob set. I'm like, damn, he got layers. He got different material. I'm like, so I do my set. And I had, I remember I had this one joke. I had this one Facebook joke. I stopped doing it after this. Right. And it mm-hmm. was like, uh, I was like, uh, I forget how the shit go. And I was just talking about like, yeah, Facebook. I'm like, I Facebook too much. You know, uh, I was put on a job application. I changed my name. To, uh, I wrote my name down. Brian got to get this money. Titwell. Uh, I saw this girl at the grocery store. Uh, I, I liked. I walked up to her, poked her. Right. This was a joke, right? So I'm doing this, and when I I do the uh, the like I started, and when you start a bit, you like, and the first part that you don't normally get laughs, don't get no laughs. You like, mm. I need to abandon this motherfucker now. But I was like, but my material going so quick. I'm like, shit, I got to do this. And when I got to the, uh, yeah, I saw the cute girl at the grocery store, walked up to her, poked her. And I just saw an old nigga take his hat off, like, scratch his head. Like, man, what is he talking about? Oh, my God. Come get me. (laughs) You start, after you do a joke in the work, you're like, man, y'all crazy. Yeah. What y'all want to talk about is my new favorite. So how y'all doing? Y'all all right? <laughs> I like the thing you and uh, Rob be doing with the uh, give it up. <laughs> give it up for the, uh, oh yeah, bro. So I, um. <laughs> give it up for your waist staff. <laughs> give it up for the chairs y'all sitting on this evening. <laughs> bro, I did, I did that in um, Atlanta. We went to Atlanta. Or no, so I already knew like, um, like I heard other comics say that, right? Mm. Like, I think, like, one of the first people I ever heard say something like that is, like, Dion Cole, where he was talking about, like, uh, yeah. the comic bombing. He'd be like, give it up for the... So, I I had... I was like, what if a person do that after every time you do a bad joke? Like, the whole set, though. Hmm. So, I had thought of the concept, but I'm like, I ain't gonna do it. I'm like, nah, I ain't gonna do it. And I went to a show in Atlanta, me, Rob, Rob Allen, and um, I bombed. I was bombing. Like, and um, but I had set that joke up, and I was just like, I was bombing, and I was just like, every time I did that callback, it's I, I just it just kept that was the only time I was getting laughs. I was like, damn, man, give it up for these lights because without these, it'd be dark in here, right? Every time I kept doing that, it, it, uh, I kept getting laughs. And then Rob was like, oh man, let me know when you're gonna do that because I'm gonna piggyback off of it during mm-hmm. my set. So now I try to do it, like especially if I'm doing like some new material. And I go to an open mic and stuff like that. And it gives you a little bit more confidence to do new material if you know you got something to kind of call back. Yeah, I, I started doing that too. Cause I, you know what I start, I've just found out how to kind of get good at doing it is tag my jokes and do like a little act out afterwards. They say just say yeah. the joke, leave it alone. Uh-huh. I'll start adding stuff because then the, the joke gets longer. Cause I did a yeah. joke about you know having glasses and trying to have sex without your glasses on, you can't see shit. But as a dude, you can't really tell a girl you blind, so you got to act and go with it. 
So I'm like, man, I'm just feeling my way through shit. And like, I thought, you know, I was on this girl's titty and I couldn't find a nipple and find out it was her shoulder. And I, we kept, I kept making up a scenarios, playing around one day. And then make, if I never, you know, before the joke used to be, I ain't seen the pussy in um, 15 years. I can't put my glasses on. Right. Stop right there and leave that shit just alone and keep on going to the next joke. Uh-huh. It's so many things I can do with that when you start pushing the jokes, but you got to have that shit where if this don't hit, I got something else for you. Right. <laughs> Here's another one. It's like load up on them tags sometimes and push the joke through or have that bailout. A bailout. When I first heard y'all do that shit, I'm like, these motherfuckers are bulletproof now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that bailout, bro. I'm like, I'm going to do that. Uh, uh, the thing is, I, I think what Rob is, he don't he don't be watching this, you know, he don't like watching people's sets, especially if they feature for him. So what he'll do is when he be when he'll do it, he'll do the same call, the same call that I already called. So sometimes yeah. it'll fall flat. So I'm like, you gotta watch to see which ones I did already, you know, because if you even doing the same ones is silly. Yeah. I mean, it is it's just a silly thing to keep bringing up every time something doesn't go perfect. You like, man. Give it up for <laughs> now. Imagine it now. I, I love it too, especially when you do when you like it's not even a joke that just it didn't even bomb. You got like a good laugh, and then you do that again. Like now it's just like you just add more laughs and stuff like that. Uh but yeah, man, a person to, to touch on what you just said, a person who I see who like pushed the envelope on jokes that just keep trying to tag like Tony Roberts. That's why I saw like yeah. do that. Like you can't just like sometimes just like you can keep touching on more stuff on on um on that joke. You know, I, I love it. Like you, you do something and it's just like cool. What can I add to it? You know, you know I, like see, I, I saw Josh Adams in Detroit do that shit one time about this mixed couple that was uh there um, interracial couple or whatever the term is. It was a white dude with a black girl and he was talking about how to, you know, they met at a Jeezy concert and he made up a whole story about what the white boy put on, the, the music he was listening to, the shit he said to her, the first date, uh, and he made all these, all, all, he made a whole backstory about these niggas just talking shit and tagging it and kept going. Uh-huh. Like, he squeezed everything out that, that bit and I seen CP um, Chris Powell do it. He was at the same show. He did the same shit about Ro- uh, not Ro- Harriet Tubman. Uh-huh. I still remember that joke. Like, he talking about Harriet Tubman was so ugly that the only reason she got away because the master wasn't trying to rape her. He, like he let her go wherever she wanted to go. He didn't give a. <laughs> I'm like, God damn, that joke was perfect. But I'm like, you can't say that everywhere. Was, you know, right? But that shit. I'm like, these motherfuckers just they beat jokes into submission. Yeah. No, it, it's definitely it's definitely uh, another level all right and i think like after a certain point you start seeing that and stuff like that or you start um like want to add to stuff like i, I find myself adding to it it's like if i'm right like, really practicing for something that i feel like is a big event mm. or like a big opportunity and when i'm practicing and stuff like that i, I start getting more creative or if i'm thinking about my, my material while doing the long drive i get more mm. stuff added one thing I think is dope as shit. I seen you do last time we worked together. Um, I seen, you know, I mean, I've seen you since you started. But yeah. that would be like this was a bit over here, and this was a bit over here, and this was a bit over here. Yeah, and now you all three of them sync together because I'm like the last ten, last fifteen minutes of your set were all like jokes that you had reformed to be this longer bit. And I'm like this nigga telling a fucking story 
I'm like, this motherfucker playing. He ain't playing fair. I told Robert, man, this motherfucker ain't playing fair, man. Yeah, man. It's just like, like I tell everybody, appreciate that. Like, just trying to, I think like when we all start, man, we start with just like, you, you could tell me if it was different from you, but I think every comedian, we start with like all the stuff that we said was funny in conversations with our friends before we started doing stand-up. Like the first couple of jokes I started talking about was just different stories that I will always tell in um, my earlier conversations before doing stand-up. So when you first start, it's just a list of stories or a list of punchlines or stuff like that. It takes you a while to get to where you could be like, okay, cool. This was one joke. This was one joke. But now I could put this joke with this, this joke and make this, that. Like, I remember my McDonald's bit was just, my, the, the only joke I had for that was like, uh, um, you try to make your job sound better than what it is. That was the whole, that was the first joke I ever wrote for. Okay, I remember then the, um, the Hick Juice one. Yeah, then, then the Hick yeah. Juice came probably like, maybe like, Three, four years later. And then the lottery bit. I'm like, these motherfuckers, this nigga ain't playing fair, man. Yeah, then the lottery, like the lottery, uh, the lottery, I did that at Cho Yo Night the first time. I don't know if you remember. Oh, I'm, I know that. Uh, I, I did know, that. When uh, I hated it, I wish you did more because you always wear the fucking hat was that draft day bit. Like, the draft day. Nigga, when you first did that shit, I said, this motherfucker is an asshole. I, I did that at, um, uh, make him laugh. Yeah, he's like, man. You, <laughs> I think you said when the kid ain't yours or when the kid is yours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she said, she said, I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call you if if I'm not pregnant. Mm. And I was like, don't you? I'm like, I was like, I was waiting on that phone call. Like I was projected to go top ten in the draft. Yeah, man. That was that was the truth. I was see a lot of stuff in the beginning. I wasn't like organized, bro. Like I put some jokes down and then. Like, I get another phone. Or what happens is, I think with me is, like, my career is so up and down. Like, one at one point, I'll be doing, like, shows where I'm doing 20, 25 minutes. And then it'd be, like, a span to where I'm like, damn, I ain't really getting nothing. And, like, I'm doing just all hosting at the Improv. Yeah. 10 minutes. So then it's just, like, you get, like, two months where you just doing hosting and you just trying to cut down jokes. You get out your groove. You, you start forgetting. Nah, I told you what I start doing. I start saying, fuck it all. I'm doing my shit. I'm going to do the new shit. I'm going to do the old shit. I'm going to do some shit. Because when you, this is the thing, and I hate to say it, but it's a public forum. Fuck it. Yeah. Once you host your first couple weekends, you got job security, nigga. Fuck it. Bomb, nigga. Get better. Yeah. Like, I'll try to do the different, I'll try and do two different jokes, uh, two different sets. Like, if I got to, if I'm trying to do my 20, mm-hmm. I'll do the first set. And then the second set, I'll just start that bitch dry as shit. That's why that Friday yeah. late show, it's always the roughest one for me because I'm really literally saying, fuck it. If I'm hosting at the improv here, I'm going if I bomb, it's what they expect anyways. Yeah. But at least I'm gonna get see, some material out and see how it feels. Like if I get to this joke, if they ain't fucking with me, that's cool. That's even better. Yeah. Cool at this mean shit I'm about to say about some other shit, I'm happy. See, but, I, I'm completely different. I gotta, I gotta at least like I'm to the like I just got to the point probably like last year, probably towards it. Last year and maybe like like the end of 2018 to where I was just like, I'll do a couple new jokes at the Improv, you know. It just took me a while to feel like I was in that motherfucker. Oh man, once I well I got I got cooked out of that bitch. <laughs> so once, yeah. you, once you guys send emails apologizing niggas to the first, for the third time, 
Yeah. See, I, I just felt like I just felt like uh, like like it took me some years to what I felt like I'm just like okay, I'm in here. Like they 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 respect it, so it was just like like I can't like I I applaud y'all to go up there. Like I could do go up there and do a whole new maybe like 10, 15, but I'm a I'm a throw like three or four old faithfuls in there in the beginning just to get my feet wet, and then maybe do three new jokes, and then throw up have an old one in the cut just in case them three ain't hitting how I wanted to hit. I I mean it just get well, it I know. More. You know, because I know how Cleveland look at it. They don't like the process. They want you they to do it right now. Mm-hmm. So you can't let that distract you. Like real shit. I niggas say that nigga John ain't funny at all. That's cool, man. You saw me when I was working on some shit. I don't give a fuck about that 10 yeah. minutes. I got a whole you got an hour in a weekend, right? Usually 50 to 60 minutes, right? Yeah. When you look at it for the numbers, it's a lot easier to not have that fear of I'm gonna fuck up this one set because that show don't mean shit. They don't care about you. You MCing, you can't fuck right. this up. Like when you know you can't blow, you can't ruin the show. Worst case, the feature kill you for one joke and they go about about their business. Uh huh. Like as long as you don't say niggas' names wrong and you do your job right, you can. The comedy part's extra. Like that's when you right. work out. You got to push yourself to bomb there because that spot is so hard that when you get somewhere else. It's like having a bike with no resistance, no training wheels. Now you hitting wheelies in that bitch now. You're like, man, I could talk about this shit now. All the yeah. shit that I get booed at Cleveland for, I can say it here and everybody can say shit. So you just you, know. you get the attitude like, fuck it, it's funny everywhere. You don't care about making just that one room laugh. Mm-hmm. But it, See, it, I it, think, it takes I a- think um, <laughs> when I think the only time I feel that way is when I feel like it's a lot of regulars that I've seen. And that's when I feel like that's when I feel the need to work on new stuff. When I, I see like like if like my mom come and then <laughs> y'all come and then it's just like okay man I I I'll work like like the last time I was at the um the last time me and you worked together at the Improv mm-hmm. uh, when I was featuring that's I did like I did probably like eight or nine new jokes that night. Oh, because I, mean, I, I had because I had what? more time. Cause I knew you had um uh what no, was that might have been you that that might that was um that was uh Drew Miller. Okay, I know one time, last time we was there, I was you was the feature and I saw you do that um the last fit the last twelve to fifteen was all the new stuff that you had, you had I never saw it sync together like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, shit, I'm, this motherfucker going off. Like, goddamn. All right. Yeah. I thought like, that was, I said, that joke, that nigga, he's like, he got so good. His closer's now the start of a new joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Nah, so, so the last time we did, I was just like, I think I was just more organized. And then the last time I was with, with Drew Miller, uh, when I featured and Drew, um, all of them came out. Like, you know, you know how we do. We got to go see. So, like, Rob came out, Wanda, Chris Harvey. And stuff like that. And I'm like, y'all have already seen me feature probably at least twice at different times. So I'm like, I got all this new stuff. And I, I just did it that night. Mm. But but like if I if I get into that bag, just know I'm at the house. I didn't practice for like three hours. Oh shit. I, I try to I can't over um prepare. I usually I usually fuck it up somehow. Cause I'll I'll do every word and I get like I'm doing a speech as opposed mm. to I go up there and I know how to. It's like I'm improving my set. Yeah. So 
I know the jokes, but the way they I'm talking about them is different because I might not be angry at this part of my set. I might get angry later, or I might yeah my perspective. I might be like, you know what, that was wrong. I don't feel that same way. Here's the other argument to that shit. Like, I got a question for you. Go for what, it. Uh, what what was like a bomb you had that was probably like biggest opportunity or a, a big opportunity at that time for you? Uh, jokes and notes. When me and uh, Nell Sin went down there, we went to Chicago, and um, Wanda, Nell, and Dwayne Duke all got passed on, and I didn't. And I tried to do a different type of set than I usually do because I know last year I didn't get in, and I had one of the better sets in the room, but it wasn't telling you shit about me. So I tried to research right. it to be like. Here's a quick 30 seconds a piece of me, and I overthought it and I overprepared and I did 60 seconds straight. Like they didn't really have time to laugh. I had no space to laugh. So I wasn't really, they didn't really react. Like, uh, <clears throat> and it got quiet as fuck. And I just did my time and I was like, man, I'm ready to go back home. We had to wait until niggas, because Nail went to the second round. Uh-huh. Was saying, I'm like, now nah, I'm just in Chicago now. I went from leaving at uh, 1 a.m. in Cleveland. Now we're here. At five and now shit I'm ready to go back and I gotta wait for these niggas to get done so that was probably the hardest one I'm like man I fucked that all up overthinking I just trying to be a comedian not trying to be in the moment trying to think I know what the fuck they want like I'm not I don't want NBC's looking for I can just give them what I am and I was trying to over do it and I fucked myself (laughs) yeah that's how I am I, I think I'm like I'm getting better at contests and stuff like that um I think you know the Apollo I always tell the Apollo story about when I but the, uh, like Bob forgot my material. My first first time doing like an audition type thing was the Apollo. Uh, but recently, the one uh, Mike Edge just got on. Mm. Oh, that was horrible. Well, niggas didn't even talk about that. Niggas is K Hall, the one that oh. was in uh, Nashville. Oh, can I say not? Nah, you know the funny. So I'm gonna give a little bit of pre story to your shit. So yeah. I was in Nash. This was November, right, or before that. It's November by that time. Yeah. I was in November with uh I was working with Ali, Sadiq, whatever. So he's like a name drop, but so I'm working with him and we out there the weekend that they the finals just happened. Uh-huh. So Mike Head just cleaned up. So they singing this this man's praise. I'm from Cleveland. They're like, yeah, you from Cleveland? Do you know Mike Head? I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. He's the so they going off. So I'm like, oh, so I hit up Mike and he's like, yeah, you talked to uh B. I'm like, no, nah. he's like, man, I'll let you tell him. I said, oh, it's like that. <laughs> What did he say? I let you tell him. So we talk about. I'm like, I always say, I ain't gonna ask a man about a body he caught. Mm-mm. Oh yeah, oh, bruh. I called Mike. It was. That's why Mike said I let you tell him because I called him. I'm like, yeah, I know, he ain't, he he ain't really kill you. He's like, man, I let that man tell you. I'm like, I ain't bring that shit up. I ain't gonna call yeah, that. Yeah, because I called him. Because so 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 backstory. So I get the link late. Whatever. I send my 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 clip there. Right. So. Um, I send my clip or whatever like that. Um, I get invited to to there. I get invited there. So crazy part about it is Mike Head was going there to because he sent the video, but they didn't pick it up. But they had a round for people yeah. to just come and just audition um, to get to the round that I was already in off my video. So I text Mike. I said, Mike, what happened? I said, you going? Cause I was trying to get Mike to switch me for a show because I, I got picked. And I was like, hey Mike, um, I had a show, but I just got picked up for this NBC thing. Uh, they like my video. 
can you do it? He like, nah, I'm going. I'm like, oh, good shit. He like, no, I'm going to audition. They ain't like my video. So I said, I said, you gonna fuck around and win it because you got to do all the phases, right? So when we get there, it's me, it's me and Nail. Uh, me and Nail, we got there at different times though. Uh, I can't remember if I flew, flew in. I don't know what the fuck. I, I think I flew in or if I was already down there or some shit. So, um, um, so Nail's already there. Uh, um, so me and Nail, we chilling. We see my kid come out of the audition. We say, how, how you do? I see everybody talking to Mike, like, you know, you know, you know, when you killed it. So I said, oh, my boy did his thing. I said, okay, Mike. So we go in there and, um, it's like, what is it? Um, it's like maybe 20 of us. It's maybe 20 of us in the room. And all I remember is me and Nail was like towards, we was like the last two to go up. Or maybe like 16 out of 20 to go up. Mm. So, uh, so uh, I ain't gonna say I nailed it. They'll go up, whatever. So uh, I'm watching, and I'm you just like, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Did you just hit me with a? I let him tell you. Yeah, fair enough. I let go him ahead. tell you. So I go up, and, uh, so I'm watching, right? So I'm looking at the comments, just get laugh. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna fuck them up. I'm like, like it's in the beginning, like comments, like they showing love for everybody. I don't know if this played a part, but I think the further you went, the less love they start showing mm-hmm. because they know it's getting closer to, like, the end. to the end. But then people going up and they bombing. So now they mood is down. So motherfuckers going up bombing, you don't even want to show love to the next person. So as it's going, so many people bombing. It's probably like two comics that did good. Bro, I go up and I think your set had to be, what was it? A minute, 30 mm-hmm. seconds? Do you remember? Uh, I mean, we did it. We did uh, 60 the first one, I think, or maybe 90 the first one. And the other one was maybe 90 seconds, bro. When I say this was the slow, I did my material. And it's just like, I think right now where I'm struggling at is just finding which jokes I should do. Like, I don't be wanting to do that because I did. I sent the McDonald bit in on the video. So I didn't know if I should do it again at the thing. Why not? Why not, right? So I didn't. I said, cool, I'm going to go with uh, the little Jackie promoter bit, like the Spirit Airline and stuff like that. Bro, when I say I was doing these jokes and these motherfuckers was just staring at me like going quick, though. And then it's just like the jokes that I'm doing, it's like they're not comedian because you performing in front of comedians, which is like kind of like the hardest thing to do. Especially when they don't like you because you all they y'all like They don't know me, right? They don't like me. A lot of them got clicks already, so they're looking at you, and it's just like, you know, it's like, like they're looking at you like, oh, that joke ain't that creative, right? And I'm performing for, uh, like, you got it's two different ways you got to perform for comedians versus a crowd. A crowd don't really know the art, so they like the little shit that they can catch quick. A comedian feel insulted when you're doing the joke, like, you know, you, you're doing a joke that's just not that, it's, it's, just, it's just easy to catch or whatever like that. Bro, that 90 seconds went, <laughs> and you just get off, you just know you vibe. Nigga, I'm like, I get off stage, I'm like, up. Oh. <laughs> you ready? You ready to go get something to eat? You ready to head home? You know who I seen save a set was a uh, Rob. When we did uh, the NBC, the first year we did NBC. Oh, yeah. We got them. He made second round but from this shit, though. So he do his first 30 seconds, but that nigga was ripping through his bit. So he was just going through it. 
Uh-huh. Then, and he laughed, but he was like, he looked at his watch like, shit, she's taking longer than the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the, whole, the whole room blew up on some man. We, he was like the second one up, I think. Yeah. And he, man, he's changed the mood of the room. So, like, man, he just he addressed that shit so quick. Bro, smiled, I'm like, this motherfucker smiled his way through the goddamn audition. Motherfucker. Bro, that shit went so, bro, that shit went so fast. I think, like, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like sometimes I be wanting to say fuck auditions. But then <laughs> I, just, I just know I haven't done enough to be like, fuck auditions. You get what I'm saying? Like, I, I can feel myself getting better at them. Um, it's just kind of learning, like, what jokes to do and stuff like that. Or I think just going with what you think, what you know is proven. Because well, there's no, with auditions, it's like the worst job interview ever because you have nothing you can base that off. Like, you can't really, you don't know what they're looking for for real. They can say at whatever all. on paper, but that's just a physical description usually. They ain't really going to tell you what they're looking for for real. Because like, then yeah. they know you, you, can, you can try it. Think about American yeah. Idol and all them other shows. You just, you go in that motherfucker like, yeah, man, um... I'm gonna sing a song now. Well, we already got enough singers. Well, motherfucker, you could have came told us line that shit. Right. We out here just been tired as fuck now. Even the just for laughs shit we did. Oh yeah, that that was that was the most. Please choose me, master. Oh man, never mind. Off the record for that, bro. We gotta talk about that one later. Why? Well, all right, that shit was mean as fuck to niggas. Like, cause it was it was like seeing bas- it was like basketball trials all over again. Like that shit yeah. was triggering as fuck. Cause you like, man. You want to start talking shit to niggas? You gotta be cool with niggas. I'm like, man, I ain't, I ain't fucking around with nothing. I ain't got no jump so, shot. So, 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 what you saying on the part to where like some niggas didn't get invited? Well, no, nah, well, no, nah, well, niggas weren't gonna get invited. Everybody, who, it was too many motherfuckers invited. Like some niggas didn't deserve to get invited. They shouldn't have been. Yeah, yeah some, some, some people didn't deserve to get invited. And it was like, and I hate that whole local love shit, nigga. This ain't we don't rep our city when we on stage, my nigga. Like the fuck, like. I don't but I thought, I thought it was just for so what, who were they picking for? Just for Cleveland? Nah, regional. Regional. So you got Pittsburgh, Detroit, and we in the middle. You got Buffalo. You got Cincinnati. You know, whatever that four to six hour drive east, west, north, south. That's so they're supposed, they supposed to pick through them. They did. Well, they, well, I mean, they had assistance with picking certain people because they ain't really know too many Detroit comics. So right. Uh, they had help with getting Heather and Josh. Josh. Um, they Those had they, good picks, though. they knew about Zach Martina, who's from Detroit, but they ain't know the other side. So I, people just told them, hey man, y'all gotta, it's more than just this. Don't make it all that because you're gonna that ain't just for laughs no more. That's some other shit. So they try to yeah. uh, they try to more integrate it where it was everything they could do. So if you at, if you're working at improv as a, mm-hmm. on a regular basis, come on over. All right. And they had a few of those. Mm-hmm. Some people begged, but it's like everybody feel like they should be on the show. That's why. That's why it's one of them shows where it's like, if you don't get on it now, okay, so what? Yeah. Like they do it every year, go there yourself. Like, just go there. Yeah. If you got a passport, then why the fuck you crying about this damn audition? Like, right. Matter. No, so, no, it was, it was definitely like one of those things too. And I think too, like, like I was pleased with my set, but I think I thought like like another time. I think I thought too much into it. Like I tried to be too too. Like I said, like, because um, the Just for Laughs was, if I'm not mistaken, after the NBC thing, right? Yeah, y'all did that after. So, so nah, yeah. What I'm trying to no, 
Yeah, we did the NBC first and then we did Just for Laughs last. Nah, Just for Laughs was first. Just for Laughs was early October because I, I wasn't with uh, Ali yet. Because it was Just for Laughs in Cleveland. You wasn't with Ali when we went for the, to the NBC though, though. Yeah, that was November. I was already working with him. You said that was October? We worked together October. That was the first, that's when we first started. It was uh, October the 10th weekend in Columbus. So, so Just for Laughs happened first? Just for Laughs was, uh, was first. Then, then was, uh, I think y'all did, yeah, the NBC audition for y'all, the finals was later. Yeah, see, I, thought, see I, I, tried to, I tried to be a little bit more, um, like, what's the word I want to say? Crafty with it, like callbacks a little bit more and stuff like that. And I feel, I just, just fucking the next, the next, the next audition I'm doing, I'm, do, I'm doing my McDonald's bit. I mean, yes. I'm saying like, when you overthink it, I go, say go with the hits. Everybody I've ever heard about it is go with the hits. The nigga who yeah. win, he did his shit and he knew what he was doing. He didn't wing it. You can't. So, uh, like, no, no, whoever wins. No, nobody, nobody got selected from our city. When we are, the 24 comics, none of them got selected. Damn. But no, it wasn't. I'm saying it wasn't. It was like audition. It's like nigga. It wasn't. It's like when I you just taking people from each city, though. Nah, man. This ain't the making the band. This is just nigga. They <laughs> seeing everybody, and they they'll check about it. If you stand out, they hit you back up. Because I seen the same dude with the hat and the glasses who was here. I saw him in um St. Louis in November. And he, I had a I had a black hoodie on, and they got the same face, and I had a black hoodie on when I saw him last time. So I said what's up to him. He's like, hey, I, we, we met before my yeah, Cleveland. He's like, yeah, hilarities. I'm like, you just say the same thing to me twice. You don't remember me for real, nigga. But right. I'm just like, yeah, that's all how you know Mike Head do. And who all got invited? He said, man, they ain't really picking anybody from there. I'm like, that's cool. they ain't picking nobody from St. Louis either. St. Louis had the same thing. They had 12 comics. All the motherfuckers. Niggas got specials out. Like uh Rafe Williams killed it. Uh Bobby Jaycox, mur- that motherfucker's a murderer. And he didn't get picked for the uh, Just for Lab shit. And mm. it's just you just sing for your supper and hope these motherfuckers like you. And it's a whole, it's a dude picking you. It's one. Or it man. might be politics, bro. It might be people that they see familiar that they keep doing it. I'm saying, like, you, I think they they know who they like already. Like the dude already knew who Mike Paramore was, and Mike ain't even performed that night. Uh huh. Mike was just hanging out with me, and Mike was talking shit, and hanging out. So like, he was there, and he was up top. When we was uh, all we was all performing. Mike was in the, the um mezzanine, just watching. Mm. Yeah, he he knew the dude number. He did the show the showcase for the dude a couple years in a row. It's just you. It is what it is. If he ain't yeah. looking, for what he looking for? Yeah. I mean, you got if you got still go there yourself. It's like anything else. Nobody gonna pick you up and just take you with a lottery ticket. Like this is the slowest grind in entertainment. Like ain't no yeah. nigga hit wonder with no jokes. <laughs> yeah. That shit just like you gotta just keep doing everything. You gotta do everything into some shape. Yeah, because even when niggas get mad at internet comics, the IG generation, it's just like you mad because they got content out sooner. And that's all they really mad about. They mad these niggas got gas <laughs> and they're not pedal biking it. Yeah. Like that's I all mean, they did. They just push the they push the gas on niggas and they get their sets out right now. Yeah. I mean, you gotta respect the hut. Like people can't you can't have to hustle, man. No, nah, it's content. Yeah, you gotta get with it, bro. Like I tell people, like that's that's the way it is right now. Like a lot of these older comics, they're gonna lose their spot because they're not willing to make that transition to social media, and even not just just making videos, just being on this motherfucker. Yeah, like content is what you need. People want to be entertained, no matter what they want to be entertained by. You can they, you can treat that shit if you want to, 
But mm-hmm. you know, first, before you talk about niggas out here eating whatever, they starving, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> this ain't chopped, man. Like, chill. But you still got, but you still got to do it, though, man. You can't give up. Just like the one, like the um, that old white man that went viral. That be coming on. He's like, "Hey, what y'all doing today?" Oh, and he was, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. He's like, yeah, "I'm talking to my friends." Yes, yeah, that. that's my that video was like one of the first videos he did. I mean, it doesn't you know say. But uh, but like what I'm saying was I went to his page. I'm like, bro, he been doing this shit for for years, making them videos, him laying in the bed talking like that, and <laughs> one just hit, and now he's just like he on everything now. And it's just like that's that's what people gotta realize, bro. Like you just like you just gotta keep going. The only person who lose, the only way you lose is if you quit. And I, I even told a couple guys, um, they talking about they might quit comedy, and I'm like, man, you that's an arrogant statement to say, man. Yeah, said, a nigga alive never quit comedy. Comedy quit the fuck out of a lot of people, though. Yeah, comedy gonna quit your ass. Yeah, like you don't quit comedy. You just you be trying this bitch, and you be like, man, something nothing's working. Yeah, it's over. Just. <laughs> you know, go out and back. You know, <laughs> bullets are cheap these days. I heard. Right. <laughs> but no, it's like it's just the funniest shit. When uh, I like when niggas say they never bombed before. It's like you ain't been paying attention to the crowd for shit. Then, yeah, no people. A lot of people. I never bomb. Like they think that's cool to say. I never bomb. Um, or they or they blame everybody for the for being a reason why they bomb. It's never no, they it's- fault. I only bomb because uh, it's like, man, you yeah. should have known what you was walking into then. If you can tell why you did it, you know yeah. why. Shit happened. I mean, we all did that. Like, I, I did I did that earlier in my career. It, it wasn't until I did, uh, what was that show I did? Oh, I did the Comedy Zone with uh, this dude named uh, Sean Jones. And the Comedy Zone, we had it in the hotel. When I say at the hotel, it will only be probably maybe five people in the audience. And when I say this dude performed the same way every time, mm. that let me know, like, <laughs> like I can't make excuses to why I did, why I bombed. At that point, that's when I started writing for that whole time. Because I was like the the, the regular MC. Uh, shout out to my dude Donovan. Like, he would just book me every week to, to do it, to mm. MC. Um, so at that time, I knew it was going to be like five or six people in the crowd. I started writing jokes for five or six people. Like, what do I think, what's some jokes that I can do, especially for this setting, that can help me feel comfortable performing in front of five or six people? And I think that's what, like, changed my whole thing was, like, if I bombed or had a bad set, okay, what did I struggle with this set to get my transitions? Like, when I first started, I was horrible at doing a transition to the next joke. Mm. I was just so, like, uncomfortable with it. It'd be like, yeah, man, so working at McDonald's, I hate my job. I'd be like... Yeah, um, <laughs> y'all ever, uh, y'all ever went on a date? Like it was just like I didn't know how to transition into another joke or a new bit and stuff like that. So for for like a year, I just worked on that, like transitions or put my jokes together to where like it just it felt like it fit. Like okay, cool, this joke is kind of similar to this, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna go from here to here and stuff like that. Some people just got that shit naturally. It's hard because it's a stream of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing, there's no wrong way to do it because um, I've done it both ways where I've tried to write jokes long form mm-hmm. and I've had situations where that joke now is funny. Like it wasn't funny before. Now 
I can mm-hmm. say the joke with these other jokes. So that that joke is finally as funny as I thought it was, but it wasn't ready before. It just yeah. I, I've been always okay with failing because I knew I was gonna get better. Yeah, it's a weird mindset to have when you around peers because we was always talking shit and was always like, man, you don't get it. You ain't nigga. You just bombed last week. I said, yeah, nigga, but the shit that's working, I don't gotta say no more. Right. Like I know, I know it's gonna work, but I always knew the shows would be better. Cause I've seen the shitty shows. You know, mm-hmm. just seeing it's going out so much and watching comedy, I knew that it could be at a better stage. And the shit we was doing in the beginning, I didn't take serious in the way that I had to prove myself to anybody. I just, right. It set me back a lot, though, because then when I'm coming back around, niggas like, why should we do this with you? It's like, because I've been doing it <laughs> for the last five years. Yeah, right, right, right. Nah, but I didn't nah, really I brag about it. I didn't really talk about it because I didn't really understand social media like that, like how to actually be loud on there. Yeah. And I think I think I took the opposite approach to where I cared about every show. Yeah. I did. It's not a bad thing, actually. It's not a bad yeah. at all. Yeah. So I, I just cared about every show. I cared about like I just took it so serious. I mean, I still do like at some point, like, and, and I asked you this too, if, what's your opinion on this? Like, like sometimes I wish I still had that same naiveness from the beginning. Um with just the knowledge that I have now. Because right now, like when you first start off, man, you so like, you so hungry. You want to do every show. You want to write. Um, you want to do new sets every day. You don't even want to develop material. You just want to do everything. Everything you think of, you think is funny. And then I think like you need that. And I think now like you get so, you get so structured and just understand the comedy so much that sometimes you, uh, you like, eh, you know, um, I ain't gonna do that. I ain't gonna do this joke or this is a show. I wanna, um, I wanna have a good show and stuff like that. Like, I, I feel like some people still have that that braveness to where they they'll go out, like you said, go and do a whole new set and not give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I, I don't think I ever. I think I didn't feel that way until only in the beginning. That was the only time I ever felt like that. Like the one two lounge days, the first eight weeks, <laughs> I. Every week I was doing a new set. I'm like, all right, new five minutes, new five minutes. And then it was just like, all right, develop some shit. So if you do a show, you can develop, have a set or uh, have, a, have a go-to set. But like after I started developing my sets and stuff like that, like I stopped, uh, I stopped having that. Like, and I'll be trying to get back to it. That's why sometimes you see me come to uh, make them laugh. And I, I try to do like a, just a new 10 minutes and stuff like that. Yeah. You have that to. was like seven. That was like seven years, and that took seven years to get to that. Like, all right, you know, you right, this- look at it like this, right? So, how long you been speaking? When you started speaking English, well, I was two. Okay, so the first year you was around English speaking motherfuckers, you couldn't speak it yet, though. You just learned. Right. You couldn't write a paragraph until what third, maybe second grade, a real paragraph, not like just words. But- so that's seven years old, that, mm-hmm. that second, third grade. So you start formulating ideas, you can verbalize them as a second grader. Right. Seven years in comedy, you just start to learn how to speak comedian. Like, mm-hmm. that's why I always never gave a fuck. I always looked at it like a kid. This is my first year doing it. I don't give a fuck what happens. I'm a rookie. I'm not even a rookie. I'm a child. Like, I'm right. learning. I'm studying all the other guys. I'm learning like that. So I don't really, ten, that, looking at 10 years now, I'm still like, yeah, I'm still doing shit different every time. I'm still learning new ways to do it because it's not, yeah. you don't figure it out. You just try to keep up with it. That's what I'm saying. It, it can leave you. 
Mm-hmm. I treat comedy like I treat comedy like love. To me, comedy is an emotion. It's me. It's an arrogant emotion in one part where I'm saying I'm going to tell you how I feel about something, mm-hmm. and not only will you agree, you'll find the irony in it. You'll find the satire mm-hmm. in it. You'll agree with me so much, you find the joke in it. I'm that good at what I'm going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then the nice part, you're like, hey man, I'm going to make y'all happy tonight too. I'm going to say some shit you don't agree with, but y'all going to laugh too. It's going to be just me saying. Fuck this person and that person. No, it's gonna be just me talking shit. We all gonna agree, and that's all. As long as you look at it like that, what's how I look at it? I don't look like I'm gonna fail when I bomb. When I feel myself bombing, I'll address it because I fucked up. I fuck up once. I know when I'm fucking up. You ain't gotta. Mm-hmm. Like I was telling uh, the producer, and we, we we talked about this earlier before we started. How niggas who say they don't bomb don't know what a good set sound like yet. Yeah. Like, you know what it sound like when you hit when you hear when you get a bad one, you hate that shit more than anybody else. Cause yeah, they right. laugh not like they should. You ain't got nothing to compare it to. That's why I always tell job if I go to job over my and like if somebody that's just arrogant the last time I came, I'll be like, put me up there before him. Oh yeah, I tell you, I always I always set them up like that. I see whoever yeah. the guy who like, man, I'm the front man, another time for that, some of them people, but some yeah. of them guys, they be like, man, I'm the, I'm the funniest nigga here. Why you ain't got me going? Why you always got me going first? It's like, nigga, the crowd's hot for you, brother. Go ahead, kill it, my nigga. It's all yeah. you, bad. Like, nah. And that's 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 why, like, you see certain people, like, I always, like, say Tony Roberts. You see Tony Roberts, you're like, damn, I ain't I ain't doing shit right now. That, that's a whole nother level of laughter. Man, yeah. I mean, you know who fucked me up one time? I was kind of complaining about a set. At, uh, it was before I finally opened up my mind and stopped being a bitch about the improv. Mm-hmm. So every time a set be kind of hard, I'm trying to force these niggas to think differently. I'm saying it my way to them. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying my idea to them. I'm just like screaming how they should laugh at my shit. I'm being mm-hmm. very. Uh, Tony Roberts went up there, crushed the weekend, mm-hmm. like some weeks before. He always killed it. But no, Mark Gregory's there. He's uh filling in for he doing um a feature. I mean, a headline spot. He's supposed to feature the rest of the weekend though. He headlined on uh, the Thursday or whatever. How long ago was this? I think I was there that, that weekend. Uh, maybe because he did, he got a standing ovation for uh, talking with the little. He says a joke about you know old man getting into it with him. Yeah, I was there that weekend. Oh, okay, he. Did I was that. there. Every, I was there every time. Talk, Mark Gregory was there. I feel like. Okay, Cause I just did the one time with him because we had a whole conversation about other shit like his mm-hmm. uncle and all that. We I read the books, so I'm one of them niggas. Yeah. And uh, so we just talking about like just kind of he went up there and got a stand ovation uh, twice on on a crowd. I'm like these motherfuckers hate comedy. I'm like I'm doing all my time. <laughs> and we was talking about it before you like I, you know right before I passed him, he went up there and did his shit. And he got an ovation. I'm like God damn this motherfucker. Cause even uh, whenever Mike Head go up before me, always, whenever Mike Head go up after me, or whenever I go up before Mike Head, I mean he has a better set. Mm-hmm. I always go on stage like, oh, okay, that shit, this, this thing does work. Like whenever somebody's a better set than me, mm-hmm. if I'm hosting, like I had a bad set, and they just they clean it up. I always give them the props, like saying, oh, okay, this microphone does work. I thought I, it was me. <laughs> I thought y'all couldn't hear me in the back. Apparently, y'all heard the fuck out of my shit because that was amazing. You know, I did that whole. That was great what he just did. Cause Mark Reedy made me he he made me feel that way one time because uh, we was going back and forth with Kim Whitley because mm-hmm. she was kind of like trying me telling me that I should do fifteen minutes and I'm like all right they like, yeah, say after you do your fifteen minutes he gonna do his thirty five then you do five more I'm like mm-hmm. nah then her, her assistant like you a comedian ain't you I said I'm out of fuck that's not a, you can't make that def- definition because you feel like it should be something else now like I did my time I do my fifteen up front I don't have an extra five to just shape together to not be shitty. 
and I don't want to die. So, I mean, I'll cry working to y'all ready. You can flash me a light, but I'm not going to do a whole new set. I just fucking talk shit. And she tried to go back and forth with me again. I'm like, hey, man, I can tell you whatever you want to hear, and I'll still do whatever. This conversation silly. <laughs> but having your time is, I mean, that was one of the weeks I we was cool with bombing. But Mark Reedy, I did like a fuck you set. And uh, Mark Reedy went up there and crushed. And I, I went back on stage like, yep, I guess this microphone does work. Uh, that was me. It was me. Nah, he a beast. How long Mark been doing it? Uh, 20, 21 or so. From Chicago, man. Chicago killer. I think some of my favorite comedians have been from Chicago and Detroit. Because uh, CP, one of my favorites, and um, and Josh. Josh and CP. I've seen them yeah, over that's a dog. Like, I think Josh's been doing it, what, like 13? It should be. 13, 14 years? Josh Adams a killer. They, the whole I think it's got East Coast of the Motown Laugh Kings. Ron John, Ron Taylor was a part of that clique too. Yeah, Ron the dog. See, yeah, I, I, saw, I, mean, I met Toledo I back met, in the day. Uh, that cool Keith room in Toledo, Ohio. Yeah, yeah. I, I met I met them actually in Detroit. Um, for um, what was it? What's it? Crack them up Wednesdays. Mm, I, did, yeah, I, did, yeah. I did a show there. I did that, and that's why I met Ron, Heather, and Josh, or whatever like that. And you know, it was just a time where. Like you go down there, they got 15, 20 com- comedians on the show. Mm-hmm. So and we go and perform. So it's just like, you know, you got you gotta you gotta rock to get the attention of some of these people. And I went up and I performed, and I just remember like talking to Ryan, talking to Heather, and then just talking to Josh and shit like that. Just like, damn man, y'all did good. And the people just like, uh, the Cleveland boys, the Cleveland boys killed it. It is just like, I'm like, damn, man, like, you know. You realize it's like it's other funny people that does it completely different from you. Um, that's not mainstream in other places and stuff like that. So it's just dope to see, like, you know, but like I said, man, it's just like we just gotta keep putting that time in. You start looking at these people that's been doing it this these many years and shit like that. Um, I think that the, the, the next step is just kind of like like I said, utilizing this social media platform, man. And just yeah. like um like I think uh, networking more. Like that's that's gonna be my thing. That's my thing that I've been working on this year. Is just like networking more. Like, uh, you know, I hate I hate being in people's faces and like, but it's like just finding the kind the the right balance to it of like not uh, feel like you just been an opportunist, but also just not staying away where you you might miss an opportunity because you ain't even in the room to have a conversation. I tell you this right now, man. I've had too many con. I felt the same way you did. I used to play low key and not be Mister Fanboy. It's not about being a fan. It's just being in the room is better than not being in the room, no matter what the fuck is going on. Right, being there is better because you'd be surprised who can say they, you know, they can talk about you. Like I've been mentioned by other comics. I met Bill Burr through two other comics. Like he was, we were all in the same space. I was, he wasn't gonna know who the fuck I was. He don't remember who the fuck I was, but they introduced me to him on some cool shit. Being mm-hmm. around the, the Celtics was playing the Sixers and we was downstairs of hilarity. Mm-hmm. I'm just watching the game. I am, I'm, I'm right under the TV. He's standing like two people behind me, but um, who was it? Chad Zuma is the guy who introduced me. Cause he's like, oh yeah, you know, John's a comic too. Cause I was, I moved my, I moved to the side cause I looked back and I saw it was him. But I'm like, I ain't about to look back again. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then Chandler Hayes, you know, John, like, oh yeah, man, I'm fucking huge fan, man. And I turned my back, he like, oh, you, so you care more about basketball? I'm your big fan, huh? I said, yeah, all right, yeah. And then he said, oh, you cool? He said, you cool? He yeah, took your shirt, said you wanted a good one. And I laughed so hard because like one of them cheap shot jokes, but I'm like. Yeah. This motherfucker's silly, and it's like being a comic. It's like that was like the coolest thing. But being in the room, being in the club, yeah. if you're not at the club, you ain't never gonna get in the club. Like if you're not at the club watching this and being don't get scared, you're gonna bomb, you're gonna get booed off stage at least once, maybe. Yeah. But only the hoes quit. Yeah. That's what I say. You only lose if you quit. Yeah, like you can, you can have a, a million bad says we have three million good ones, it was worth it. Yeah. You just, just gotta keep, keep pushing going and, and 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 getting better with yourself. And like I said, you have a bad set. Stop thinking about what went um what you think made you have a bad set. Figure out what you could do better, you know, to have a better set. You know, I, I, that's that's the main thing I try to tell like new people to start kind of like stop performing in front of all your friends and family that know when mm-hmm. know when you're trying to make them laugh and please strangers only. <laughs> yeah, strangers only, people who don't get two fucks about you. Uh, and stop blaming everything else for the reason why you buy. Like, like, bro, you have to, you got to figure it out yourself. You got to see, you got, you buy. You got to be like, okay, cool, damn man, what, what happened? They ain't laugh at this joke and stuff like that. You know, get organized, write your sets down, figure out what you're gonna do. Well, yeah, get one. You, if you take it serious, you'll be more serious. That's all it is. Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, if you take it serious, because it's some people that. It's people that that started that was doing it before me, and I looked at them at a. At, Don't it at, feel good? Don't it feel good, nigga? It feel good, but at the same time, it's it's scary. Oh man, I love that shit, niggas who. It's fight scary, it. bro. It's oh. like it's like it's like what's in their mind to to for them to be at this same like when I met you, I thought you was. I'm like, who? And one day, remember they on flyers. Remember the Cleveland Comedy Awards that you got the Rookie of the Year award? Yeah. I was there and I was I'll tell you this, nigga. I remembered all y'all faces. I ooh, and I, I was on the radio too. I had a I had a show in Akron hosting the RB show with J- Life Jennings and some other people. Uh uh-huh. Kanoya Ross. It was like two RB niggas. And I'm hosting that bitch. I'm like, I'm on a radio getting played every fucking hour and niggas act like, oh yeah, uh, you John. I'm like, nigga, I gotta make him laugh. I'm the only black room in this bitch. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I ain't shit. All right, man. I'm just remembering everything, everything you're doing. I'm like, all right, man. Whatever bro, you got. I don't, I don't even know how I won that, bro. I just, I just knew that like, they're like, oh yeah, you nominated for this. I'm like, what? Yeah, I wasn't even mad at y'all. I was more mad at the whole situation. I hated everything about everybody. I'm like, oh, y'all niggas act like, I ain't shit. Okay, this what we doing. I ain't shit then, all right. Okay. Like, I mean, I, I think I think we all have a chip on a, on our shoulders. You have to. Like you got well. I mean, everybody has something. Mine yes. is I, I like competing with motherfuckers. I want to beat everybody, and it ain't yes. like I'm gonna hurt you. Just I want to be better than you that night. If you for me, I want to be able to uh, say that I had a better set than. So if we all talking shit. Yeah. I don't got shit. I don't say shit till it comes to some mean shit to me. I got that back. I got that big joker that in my right pocket. Yeah, like you want to. That's all it really is. All killing the set on a nigga is. Is to have a big joke in your pocket when y'all roast each other later. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't really call a nigga and brag about it. Like, nigga, I'll beat you. No, you wait till everybody around and everybody doing their dick measuring contest. And he come for you that bullshit you had. He'll get out of jail free card out your pocket. Like, look at, ah, uh-uh. 
They get rid of one time at Earth Nightclub, like right. Oh yeah. But <laughs> that one time at the oh nigga at the improv, nigga, this nigga John, nigga. Oh no, hell no. You ain't walk with this one. This nigga yeah. John said chlamydia the whole room got quiet. Like, nigga, yeah. what did he say? Like, nigga, I think just from going to Glenville, bro, that's what that's what make me want to have a good set every time. Cause it's just like motherfuckers be in the room, like you definitely not about to be like, like the last time a comic mentioned me uh bombing, we almost got into a fight. Nigga. Uh, nigga, I, uh, Matt, uh, you was out with a, um, some girls after a show, and I guess you you was teasing one of them about something, and she had said a joke back to you about how you weren't that funny, and you went off on her, and she called me like, "Fuck that nigga," because you she was coming over here after, which I was all it was you and like it was three of y'all, three other girls. With you. I don't know who I was with you. Was you was there? You she had said something about how you weren't that funny or something. And you start just roasting her about whatever, but you you heard that little girl day. <laughs> Hell, I don't even remember that. It went like you ain't call her, you ain't call her out her name, and then you nah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk like that. But yeah, I don't, yeah. yeah, it went nothing foul. You just start roasting her on some like silly, like just oh, you think I ain't funny, bitch? Oh, I got jokes about you. I'm in spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I ain't funny. Okay, you really gonna hate me then? Yeah, yeah I'm but... like, oh, I'm like, yep, you shouldn't die, mate. So only niggas can bring up bombs, and she didn't even see you bomb before. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I'm like, nah, you can't really go at a nigga. If this is crap he's doing, you can't be like, man, your shit's weak. You're like, oh, really? After that, bro, I realized that I, I, that's what, that's something that you got to learn, too. Everybody's not going to think you're funny. And oh. I think one of, one of the biggest things, too, is you go, on, you go in the room. And I seen that, too. I remember I was like, uh, like, I keep, like, if y'all know, Tony Roberts is like one of my favorite comedians of all time. And I remember him being in a room, him fucking it up. Probably 95% of the room is cracking up. And it's probably like two or three dudes I see just not laughing. And nothing. And dude say, man, he ain't that funny. And it's just like, at that moment, I realized you can't please everybody. You will want to. You will want everybody to laugh. And now I realize that. So now when I write jokes and stuff like that, and I do, mater- I know like, okay, cool. My thing is now I want to please everybody. I want to have enough jokes to where maybe you didn't laugh at this portion, but this they laughed at this portion. They mm-hmm. laughed at this portion. They got enough laughs. They, got the, they came. They got their orgasm. <laughs> this section got their orgasm. Boom. Now everybody looking at me like, yeah, he, that was a good fuck. Everybody. Like, you know, you might have laughed the whole Mm-mm. 20 minutes, but like maybe 80% laughed the whole 20. The, the, the other 20% laughed for 15 of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just like. Because you, you got to play. It's like being a politician in the room because you're going in the room saying I'm funny. And you mm-hmm. got to remember everybody's told a joke before. Everybody. So, Everybody in the audience, like basketball, my mama never played, nigga. She still can enjoy LeBron, ain't gonna criticize shit. But right. everybody's fucking funny. So niggas, every nigga sitting there, I think they funnier than you. Every man on the mm-hmm. day, he better be better than the Richard the Pryor or some wild shit. Right. Crazy. Girls gonna, they enjoy it still, but it's such a weird thing. You gotta try to, you gotta realize it. What you realizing now is perfect, because you gotta be like, man, I ain't gonna make everybody off one joke. Right. I got to for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's what it is, man. And that's what it is. And when and when you realize that, I think that when people start when you start realizing that, that's when you, you really start making that that leap um in comedy because now you can start off in the beginning and have a and not come out swinging. Like you could do a joke. Cause when I when I first started, I used to want to do my first joke, it was a joke to make everybody laugh. And now I'm comfortable with doing jokes, it's just like, no, nah, this is just a setup for some some shit that I'm gonna do later down the road. In my bit, and it's just like just knowing, like no, just like you see a headliner, a headliner who come up there, and sometimes I used to think it was just like 
they doing that because they know they got an hour to be on stage so they can start off and take their time. But no, it's yeah. just experience. Them niggas, they come up there like, no, nah, I'm going to give you these couple, this good little 10 minutes or nothing. No, nah, just trust me. It's going to warm up. If you know what it is, it's like speed dating versus a real date. Mm-hmm. When you when you hosting, you gotta look at it like you speed dating. So what am I gonna tell this girl that she needs to know right now? Right. If she fuck with me, like if the girl's comedy, if she fuck with me, she'll give me more time to talk to her later. Mm-hmm. You get your you get your feature shit. You start featuring like nigga, this bitch really into me. Yeah. I can probably even get some pussy one time. That's that first headline spot. You finally get some pussy, like man, she gonna let me, she gonna let me stay tonight, nigga. Oh shit, I'm gonna bring my toothbrush and condoms, nigga. We gonna do <laughs> spend a night bag, nigga. Yeah, nigga, you come and just spend a night bag, happy as fuck. You might even have a sleeping bag with that bitch, cause you know what's gonna happen. You just happy to be right. here, and you do your time, and then you learn that okay, now you starting to fuck. Like we all think we comments, we fingering bitches, we just touching right. pussy, <laughs> and we getting gassed up talking to each other. I, I heard one comic, he did a um. He did a guest spot on a Wednesday show at Hilarities. And this nigga at the open mic, the LVT later that night was talking shit like, yeah, you know, I just performed at Hilarities. I'm like, nigga, I could go there on a Wednesday and do 20 minutes about nothing, nigga. They don't right. book that shit sometimes. Like, what the fuck you mean? But do you get booked? That's the yeah, I'm like, did they ask you to be there or were you just in the back? And they're like, that's Wednesday. That's the best night to be there. I tell any comic, sit in the back. You'd be surprised. Some nigga might not show up. It's Wednesday. <laughs> like... <laughs> like that's the only night you get put in the game. It's like, hey, can you do ten minutes? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I can. Go on stage, like nigga. Don't talk shit to people. Though. You ain't even got job security yet. You ain't did right. You ain't even did a whole show. You ain't had to call niggas up and get intros and stretch. You ain't been tested yet, so you really should calm down. But a lot of times, let them be arrogant, you know. But I love a bomb. I love a good bomb. I hate bombing. I love watching a good bomb. I'm talking about, I love it. I love to watch one. I don't want to experience that shit still hurt, especially on man, when you bomb and you got that 20 on your head, that shit's a bomb. Like you might you might have a you know hosting bad hosting. I mean hosting a bomb in a bomb is a bad set. You can walk that shit off. Bomb for a half hour. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause even if you hit for 12 in that last 17 tight, you gonna feel that shit. You like, man, mm-hmm. not fucking me. Woo! Like you said, Come <laughs> I was doing bad, so I started my set over. Nigga, I got cussed out by I got cussed out so bad. <laughs> You're like, what was you doing? I said, I said I'm gonna just y'all laughed at the first time over again. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. He said you can't do you just can't do that shit. I'm like, this nigga tell that joke again. I said, man, you ain't here the first part. I said that this shit ain't working. I'm going back to that work. So man, having glasses. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. He was oh man, he was like, man, that's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. I said, man, I was going bomb. I knew yeah. I was going bomb. That's so hilarious. I just, I just did two jokes like that. And I'm like, man, they laughed again. I'm like, cool, I'm going a different route, nigga. I'm just gonna fuck that shit. That that laugh, that part getting cut. I'm going right to the gay jokes, nigga. Like, this is the bread and butter to make y'all uncomfortable and laugh. I can't do that other shit. That shit was not gonna work. Man, I just seen. Seen so many niggas bobbing to improv headliners. Man, I seen a nigga get switched and get kicked off the show. But we talk about off record. Like, we can't do that shit. But nigga, I seen a nigga headline one night, and the feature did well. The headliner did horrible. It was so bad that they contacted management and they switched their positions. And they, they switched. That's not familiar. They switched positions on Thursday, 
and uh, Friday afternoon they switched hotel, they switched living arrangements. <laughs> Airliner said, "Fuck that shit! I ain't about to switch rooms. I'm going home." He left. He left, and then uh, the guy tricks com- comedian tricks tricks uh, end up headlining the rest of the weekend. He was a great feature, motherfucker. I seen uh, tricks in Vegas. He was doing the um, he was closing out the headliner for the um, the comedy world uh, world series of comedy and shit. Damn. So he was closing that shit out. I was with Paramore out there, and we just watching that nigga. He just was getting busy. But we talked about that night when he was here, and he was a feature, and the other guy was a headliner. Mm-hmm. And he was so bad, they switched him, and they told him you got to get your shit out the room. Like he like, oh, I'm not gonna do that. I, I take my bomb, but you ain't gonna fucking fucking make me in a whole. I'm not gonna be put on punishment for the rest of the weekend. Bro, I seen the first bomb that I seen that was bad for a headliner. I was at the Comedy Zone. I do not remember this dude's name. Oh, yeah, no name for this. Yeah, Vicky I don't even remember. Name. I ain't gonna say it, but I, I, I would have said it, but I don't remember it. So that's good. <laughs> Bro, he did a joke. There was a lady in the crowd with a bald head, and he was like, he was already kind of bombing. And he started talking about her bald head. She has cancer. I done that before. The crowd goes, "She got you did that the first night. I, you did that the first time I ever, we ever went out of town to, to uh-huh. showing Canton. Uh huh. She goes, she got cancer, bro. He apologizing on stage. Oh, you got to. I told you when I did it. I jumped in the window. I said, "It ain't no STD, nigga. You can't catch that. Are you fucking or what?" Right, bro. <laughs> he 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 just he just abandoned shit, bro. He apologized. Oh, who won this whole set? He tried to go to the next joke and uh-huh. stuff like that. It was like he like he said the joke. He tried to just like stay stand tall on it and do another joke. And somebody was like, "Man, come the fuck on!" <laughs> and then he's just like, "He's like, I'm sorry, man. I didn't know." Da, 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 da. Bro, the next day they had a whole new headliner. They brought Mike Jones in. Ah, I came around. I, I was. I came to. I think. I think we was talking, and I came down that weekend and, uh, and I saw him. Yeah, they came, they brought Mike Jones in. That was the first time I had Mike met Mike Jones. Yeah, I remember that. That was hilarious. Nigga, the bomb witnessing is one thing, but I, you know it's hard to bring up certain people. Uh, but yeah, this is fun. <laughs> I keep staying safe, nigga. Before I let you go, how you been staying safe? Yeah, man, I just been chilling the house, bro. Just chilling, man. Writing, like I put that on my little board. Write more, man, and um, you know, just trying to film, film content, content stuff like that. I think one of the things that I struggle with is just over, overthinking stuff, like trying to make every video perfect or it's like skit. And you see people going viral, you're like, man, this nigga shot this shit with an Obama phone, and it was just jump it was organic. It was organic. And I mean, honestly, at this point, the good shit gonna stick around, the bad shit gonna get forgotten. So yeah, that's true. I just I can't do it. I know that my mind don't work good enough. I'm not funny. I got some ideas, but they ain't gonna be funny. <laughs> not I mean, it just, it just it just got it just got to be in you. But I just feel like at the end of the day, man, I'm a creator. I feel like I'm I'm naturally funny. So it's just like I never go like you know what I'm saying like I don't worry about nothing else. Like it just be like I feel like I can do everything that. Any these comics doing this is just putting your mind to it and being dedicated to it. If it's writing a joke this way, I can write them jokes. I can do quick punchline jokes. I can do that. If it's doing a, a Instagram video like this, I can do that. I can do this. It's just like I think just being more disciplined and and and, and being more consistent. That's the word of the day. 
Being consistent with the shit. Being consistent, I fuck with it. I'm gonna let you head on out. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, fine. We finally did it. There's no more basketball. So we finally got the podcast done. Yeah, follow me on Instagram, Brian underscore B T I D Y. It'll be tagged on the post too. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right, man. All right, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. This episode of Friday Late Show was produced and edited by Jeremy Demery of Golden Ox Studios.